Everyone, to another episode of the Scary Movie Ice Cream Night podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Cole Roberts. I'm your other co-host, Mike Anderson. And it is the it's Halloween Eve, Mike. Because <laughs> oh, oh, oh. y'all party animals too, and you're excited that it's Halloween Eve, and tomorrow is the big the big day, the big night, and a Saturday at that. Mike, it's like 2020 has been a bag of poop. We all know mm-hmm. this. But yeah, it tomorrow tomorrow night is the big night, and uh, we're, we're pretty excited. For one, you know, again, it's on a Saturday. That's exciting. Um, get to wake up and kind of have some Halloween donuts and yeah. watch some spooky, fun cartoons. And, I mean, probably watch movies when once Lydia goes for her nap, and then when she gets up, we're going to head out and do our thing. But let's talk about that. What is What is the... What is the game plan for the Anderson house on Halloween night? Well, um, it's going to be kind of an event, an eventful two days, I think, because nice. um, the kids, you know, they're in daycare, so they're going to have a Halloween party today. Very cool. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID and everything, us as parents can't go to it. Mm. So like we can't go and like watch them all in their costumes or anything, but yeah. they're going to have some like fun things to do throughout the day. And they promise to take lots, lots of pictures. So we'll get to experience that. They're not going to do trunk or treat this year. I don't think they haven't said anything about it. Yeah. So I doubt, I doubt that, that it's happening. So, um, tonight, um, our neighborhood is doing, uh, how uh it, they called it a Halloween parade Ooh. and uh i don't exactly know what it's going to consist of uh because they're calling it Halloween, but maybe they just wanted to be politically correct and not say halloween i don't know it's weird <laughs> but uh they would just want to be more inclusive to the general holiday of autumn i guess i don't know but uh, <laughs> but um so there's going to be some sort of parade later tonight and um uh so we'll we'll go check that out and see what it is what what goes on but then like tomorrow yeah we're definitely going to be doing halloween donuts in the morning uh we're just going to have like halloween cartoons on in the background uh, like just halloween stuff playing all day yeah we may not even be sitting down watching it but it's just it's definitely going to be just on. have it on yeah 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 and then uh so this is our first halloween in our new house and so we're really excited to see what the like the trick or treat traffic. Yeah, what the what the traffic's like. Yeah, uh, as far as like trick or treaters coming to our house and us going to other houses, it's unfortunate that this year a lot of people may not partake. Yeah, in it's trick not going to be the so, best gauge of like, oh, yeah, we're not. You know, this street's really hopping on Halloween night. Like, exactly, you we're might not, be we're disappointed. Not gonna, 
<laughs> so uh, we actually were talking to our neighbors the other night, and they actually said that our street doesn't get a whole lot of traffic. Uh, the neighborhood as a whole typically gets traffic. So they've, they've lived here for 20 years, so they know wow. like what's going on. So they were like, people just don't come down our cul-de-sac for some reason. Hmm. And so I'm like, I want to see if I can change that. Like, So like, I yes. want to put like our decorations out and make them really bright that night. And I even kind of want to go down to our stop sign and fashion like a little sign that says come to this street (laughs) (laughs) we've got because our neighbors are doing the exact same thing that we want to do we want to get we want to be the house that give away full-size candy bars yeah and we want to be known for that house the the weird thing that we're going to have to try and figure out is we really want to give out candy but uh additionally i mean we've got two small kids we want to take them trick-or-treating and so we're going to try and figure out how to balance that, like take them right. trick-or-treating really early and then come back for trick-or-treaters. But, yeah. you know, we might miss the bulk of trick-or-treaters if we do that. So it's it's going to be we might leave a bowl of candy out or something like that um, while we're out and then just kind of see how it goes, because it, it, it it's kind of anticlimactic to me. We've never handed out candy as long as we've Heather and I have been a couple. We have never handed out candy because We've had kids the entire time. Yeah. And uh, like we had Colt before we were married. I, I tell people we had nine months to get to know each other. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we knew each other a long, a long time before that. But I was um, going to say, it wasn't that crazy of an yeah, experience. No. Like, whoa, I just met you. We're pregnant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we've never handed out candy, but it's always something that we've always wanted to do. Yeah. It's just we've always had kids. So we're always out trick or treating. Um, so we might try and do that this year if we can. I mean, it's, it, it, we might have to wait until the kids are old enough to go trick or treating by themselves. And then we stay the home. Candy thing. Yeah, yeah. We stay home and get out candy. Uh, but uh, like I was saying, it's just, it feels kind of anticlimactic because we, you know, you decorate the outside of the house, you make it all spooky looking, you get the atmosphere going and then you don't really get to experience it. Yeah. You don't for for its intended purpose. Like you're not there on Halloween night. It's like right. setting up a place for vacation and then going somewhere else. Oh yeah, no, that's that's a great point. Like our yard looks so great. Like one of the things that we don't have out yet is our fog machine because mm-hmm. it's like I'm I can't just start blasting fog in the cul-de-sac <laughs> on a you know like every night. Like I mean yeah. maybe if I, I someone wouldn't get mad if I did it you know a couple times through the month but i mean like that's a that's an integral part to making the house even spookier is like uh-huh. getting the fog machine going that's my favorite thing i own <laughs> and um we're usually not home on halloween night to have the fog machine going yeah so it's kind of like this thing of like yeah I, I i want obviously the best part of having a kid is going trick-or-treating taking them trick-or-treating watching them you know go up to the house like you did when you were a kid and then you know getting to eat their candy later right um <laughs> But it's like, you know, I do miss like, yeah, like I do wish there was a version of Halloween night where I am home and we've got horror movies on the TV and the doorbell rings and Mm -hmm. we pass out candy and the fog machines making its magic all over the yard. Like, it's just that that doesn't really happen. So it's like then you come back to this house and it's like, okay, well, Halloween's kind of over now. And, you know, I hope somebody enjoyed these decorations. Yeah, exactly. Um, So something of a tradition that we're kind of breaking this year is usually my parents will go with us. Like in the years past, we've actually gone to my parents' neighborhood to trick or treat. And this year, 
both of us are in new neighborhoods. So like we're, we just moved earlier this year and then my parents moved earlier this year. So we're both in new places. Um, and so we were trying to decide, are we going to go to their neighborhood? Cause technically we're both in nice neighborhoods now. There's no reason right. for us to leave our neighborhood. They could just come with us. But I think also because of COVID, they may not go with us this year. So they may stay home and yeah. hand out candy and experience that, uh, which I really enjoy um, that, you know, they'll be doing that at least partaking in it. But um, so we may go over to their house, but to trick or treat, but um yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be kind of a refresh here as far as yeah. figure figuring out how the trick or treating goes. Well, if, if one thing's for sure, it's going to be different for everybody. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it's okay when those traditions get altered or changed because this is the year for that to happen. It's like exactly. Um, and, and there's no telling what next year is even going to be like. So, I mean, you know, whatever happens this year could easily be repeated again. Um, for sure. Ho- hopefully not, but, um, yeah, I'm hoping it gets better, but I could absolutely foresee, you know, things not necessarily worse, but not necessarily better by this yeah. time next year. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I mean, either way, it sounds like it's going to be a nice night. I mean, yeah, like, we're going to make know, the best of what it. A, sure. What are the, what are the kids going to be this year? They are going as Ghostbusters this year. Nice. <laughs> so um, they we I went to Spirit Halloween and I got them the jumpsuits and um, Coda's jumpsuit came with like a little uh, proton pack. It's like real cheap looking. Yeah. Um, it's like basically made out of fabric and then it's got like a little cutout of a you know a little blaster and um, but Colt I actually bought him a kid size like real proton pack that you could get at spirit halloween nice and and it's still it's too big for him but he's big enough that he can at least wear it and he enjoys it um i don't let him play with it um he wants to play with it like he wants me to get it down for him when they play ghostbusters i'm like you're gonna break it you can play with this after halloween as much as you want but do not break it before halloween um, so they're going to go as Ghostbusters and then Heather is just going to wear like a generic Slimer shirt. But then I have one of those inflatable Stay Puffed costumes that I'm going to wear nice. when, when we walk around with them. And, oh, uh, man. That's so amazing. It's gonna, yeah. It's going to be kind of a family affair this year. Nice. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that Heather's going to be Slimer technically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We she didn't want to wear like the full like we really didn't couldn't find a full. Co- there was another inflatable one of Slimer, but she's like, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a she's shirt. Like, Look, you're lucky that I'm just going with you right now <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. I've got a shirt with a Slimer really big on it. And so like that'll be that'll be perfect. Man, that's awesome. Were you ever a Ghostbuster for Halloween? No. And to be honest, I really wasn't that into Ghostbusters. Um, I think wow. my little brother was more into it because we definitely had the toys and we watched the cartoons, but never watched the movies when I was younger. Um, I was ne- I never really played Ghostbusters. Like I said, my brother did. He used to wear like this TV tray on his back as a proton pack. Nice. <laughs> and um, we definitely had like the the toy proton packs and everything and the ghost trap and a few of the action figures. But, um, yeah. I was not into it as much as my kids are now. That's, I mean, that's still cool though. It's still cool that you're like the kids are into it. Yeah. Um, I remember I used to play ghostbusters all the time and I, I would either wear a backpack as my proton pack and I'd mm-hmm. carry a Pringles can as my blaster. <laughs> Cause if you, if you have the, if they're empty and you keep the cap, 
you can hit the Pringles can to yep. knock the cap off. Yep. And I remember one year for either birthday or Christmas, I got the actual real Ghostbusters proton pack, which was mm-hmm. so freaking exciting. I think I got mm-hmm. for my birthday. The blue and ones with the yeah, yellow the blue thing. one with the yellow trap. Yeah. Um. So excited. I remember. So my birthday's in January, obviously long ways away from Halloween, but I remember just thinking all year, like I'm going to be a Ghostbuster for Halloween. Like I've got, I've got the proton pack and my mom bought me the Egon costume, which was mm. basically the plastic schmuck yep. with, you know, the, the plastic mask with the ho- eye holes cut out and the, you know, Alexa str- or, you know, not Alexa. Sorry. Don't stop. stop, stop shut up, robot. <laughs> um, <laughs> the elastic string on the back and, um, uh, that I remember wanting so badly to wear that to play in before Halloween. Same instance where my parents were like, no, this thing's like disintegratable. Like you <laughs> got to take care of this. But after Halloween, you can have the costume. And mm-hmm. I that thing lasted maybe a week. Once I got to like play <laughs> in it, you know, yeah. and I was making a firehouse out of uh, blankets and chairs, making forts and like just run around the house, blast and ghosts. I mean, that thing just shredded off of my body as I would play. Mm-hmm. Just not, <laughs> those costumes sucked so yeah. much, but they were really cool too. Yeah. I remember I had a Beetlejuice one that I wore way longer than I should have. And, uh, <laughs> um, but it, you know, what's really interesting is it's funny how relevant Ghostbusters has stayed considering their, I mean, with the exception of the reboot, there really hasn't been anything Ghostbusters in a really long time. There's been no new yeah. shows, no new toys. There's been and a no- reboot. nothing like truly awesome either. Like, yeah, coming from a Ninja Turtle loving background, you know, I know the old show doesn't quite hold up now. Like, it's very goofy. It's very silly. But at the time, it was fire. And mm-hmm. it really was the thing that set the toys on fire where they were just selling off the racks and people were going nuts and you know turtles were huge but you know there was a re there was a reboot of the cartoon in the early 2000s that was pretty decent and while i was in high school and trying to you know date chicks and play in bands i wasn't into that but i know i'm sure there was a generation of kids who thought that was super cool yeah and then i remember like when nickelodeon rebooted them where i was like oh finally i'm you know i like all this stuff again i'm excited to see this show and i know that was a massive hit but it was like mm-hmm. There was good things happening with that franchise through all these years where yeah. Ghostbusters is really taking a hit. Like, don't think a lot of people cared about Extreme Ghostbusters. I know I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know, I enjoyed the reboot movie that came out a few years back, but it, it for all intents and purposes, it was a stinker to a lot of the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, there just hasn't been anything that's been like, oh man, Ghostbusters, they still got it. It's just yeah. That tells you a lot that I think a lot of the fandom comes from the original movies mm-hmm. from back in the day and the cartoon. And they yeah. were just so good that they've been able to carry the torch all this long. But there hasn't been anything that's been as equal, you know, even though I'm saying I liked the reboot movie. I enjoyed it. Um, but it, I don't think that set anything, you know, back on fire again. Yeah, we honestly, we were watching the reboot the other day because it was just on TV and we saw it in theaters and we we bought it when it came out on DVD. I did too. And yeah, we really enjoyed it. And I think the more I watch it, 
The less <clears throat> I like it. The less I like it. Yeah, because there's yeah. like the scene where they're reenacting that high school or college skit where they're like dancing and doing that. And it's a funny bit, but it's like, right. this is not Ghostbusters. What the no. hell is this? Yeah. I'm just watching a funny movie at this point. Like I'm not yeah. watching that. They just happen to be cosplaying Ghostbusters. That's the, that's the feeling I get. I like a lot of the visuals. Obviously, I'm always going to get excited seeing a ghost or a proton pack or, you know, and I think the women in the movie are incredibly talented and funny. It's mm-hmm. just some of the writing, though, some of the humor, some of the jokes, like they're dated like yeah. already. And that's a yeah. new movie. But it's just like I've always I've crapped on modern day humor <laughs> on this podcast publicly so many times that like i think that's a good example of some of those modern day jokes and humor and way of acting funny i'm just like ah, it's not funny anymore guys like yeah <laughs> you know? but anyway like i just i don't think the humor in the movie is as funny as it was um at least yeah. when it came out like it, it's i don't know there's jokes that are said in the original movies that i still think are hilarious today because they're just yeah. good jokes they're good yeah. bits yeah they exactly. weren't it wasn't it was like oh that was funny for the times like no this is just funny whereas a lot of the stuff in today's situational comedies and things like they're funny for the time but yeah you know whatever. and it's all it's <laughs> almost it's it's almost like they're not even jokes it's more like just it's funny because of the way that they're saying it in the newer movie. It's like when you hear Melissa McCarthy and um, I just forgot her name, but the, the other girl, when you hear them banter back and forth, what they're saying isn't necessarily funny. It's just the way that they're reacting to each other. That's funny. And that just shows you that those are two genuinely funny ladies. And, uh, but it's like, eh, there's not really any good writing here. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Halloween night. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> what oh, movie man, the, are we talking about? I know the tangents what we go on. Rayovac, Burger King, and Channel Forty Seven want kids to have a bright and safe Halloween. Once again this year, Rayovac is providing free personal kid-sized flashlights for use when trick-or-treating Halloween night. These flashlights will light the way to safer rounds of the neighborhoods. To get your flashlight, just come to any Madison Burger King on October 30th and ask for one. No purchase is necessary, and Burger King will give you a special treat bag and a coupon good for the soft drink of your choice. But the supply is limited, so get to Burger King early. And remember, be safe this Halloween. Wear light-colored costumes, be extra careful crossing streets, and ask your parents to check your treats and throw out any unwrapped ones just to be safe. We'll help with three flashlights from Rayovac and a special treat from Burger King just for the asking. It all happens Thursday, October 30th only at the Madison Burger King near you. And happy Halloween from Rayovac, Burger King, and Channel 47. Well, I'm, I'm excited to hear about, you know, when we do our Halloween wrap-up episode, I'm excited to hear about how the night actually went. Um, yeah. I know for us, we're going to our, our usual spot to trick-or-treat, and hopefully there's people giving out candy. I mean... Lydia's going to be Little Red Riding Hood. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the wolf. and Or no, I'm going to be oh. the lumberjack. I was oh, going to be nice. the wolf, but um, my wolf headgear uh, has melted. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the attic, and it got too hot, and the plastic just... Bleh. Oh, it no. Just looked like, it looked like somebody ran over an animal because <laughs> the hair was just left, but it was really sticky and gross. I was like, oh, my God. What ha- oh, that's my werewolf mask. That would have been Dang funny it. if you like found it and you're like, honey, I found my old mask. You're like trying to put it on. You're like, that's a dead possum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's everywhere. It's in my mouth. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
uh thank thankfully that did not happen but um yeah it should be fun i mean my favorite thing that we've done is since we've had lydia is um we've gone out to one of the connecting towns that's a little bit further out it's, it's got this nice country drive which something about that drive when the sun is setting on a halloween night like i'm just mm. like oh man this feels spooky but awesome like yeah. you're just like because there's a lot of farmland out this way and there's a lot of just big open spaces and like you know when it's dark and cool you're just like oh my gosh like this is where i want to be yeah um and uh anyway like that drive is fun getting to the neighborhood and trick-or-treating is fun but i love that when we're done we swing by little caesar's mm. pick up a, a a crappy little pepperoni pizza. No, no, don't say crappy. I, not, I like little Caesars. You I know. do too. I'm just trying to make sure everybody knows that I'm not deeming it as the best pizza in the world. Well, but it's negotiable. It is. It's sometimes it is the best pizza in the world. Deal it's with my, that. It's my. No, <laughs> it's my fluctuating number one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm always a Pizza Hut kind of guy. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, we always get that pizza and we bring it home. And I love that it's pizza time. We got the candy, you know, and it's just like that really what that's it's that it's that TGIF moment, you know, yep. where you got done doing the the fun stuff and you're just going to keep having fun the rest of the night. And um, I love that when Lydia goes to bed and Brett and I will get into the candy and we'll watch horror <laughs> movies together. And it's just it's super fun. Um, I'm looking Does forward to that. <laughs> Uh, does Lydia ever catch, or do you think she'll catch on like the next day she has less candy than she, she probably before? will. She's yeah. definitely way more aware of things now. I mean, she yeah. is three years old now, so, um, yeah. and she's going to be wanting that candy, you know, yep. years before, <laughs> I, I guess this is fun. I, you know, people are putting things in this bucket I have. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but you know, if she's missing some peanut M&Ms and some Reese's cups the next day, it's me. I did. <laughs> I, I'm very confident that Colt is going to be taking inventory like night one of his as, candy. As he should be. He is yeah. finally that age where he should be doing that. Yeah. If you're not, then you deserve to have your candy taken. <laughs> yeah, he's a, very, he's a very particular child. Um, So I, I'm curious, do you guys not stay in your neighborhood to go trick-or-treating? No, we don't really live in a neighborhood for the most part. It's like it, mm. it's it's like we live in a cul-de-sac. So mm -hmm. we live on what I hate is one of the busiest roads I've ever been on in my life. Like I hate where we live, but mm -hmm. um, this road is so busy. People turn onto our road all the time and do a turnaround because they took a wrong turn somewhere. Like our cul-de-sac mm -hmm. is the most driven through thing. I've, it's like a McDonald's drive through. It's insane. <laughs> and the thing that sucks is, is like if you turn off on a road, there's one street where there's like a handful of houses then you turn right there's a handful of houses and then there's us right in the middle of it mm -hmm. and it's like that neighborhood just doesn't it's not there's like maybe 15 houses which sounds like a lot but it's like it's off one of the busiest roads so people are just zooming on that road anyway they don't know there's really a neighborhood there unless they have to turn around and so mm -hmm. we never get any traffic and nobody ever hands out candy on our road mm. so it's like it's it's a lost cause but when we go out to spring hill for trick-or-treating we go to a friend's neighborhood and they've you know you can walk for several hours through different connecting streets and connecting neighborhoods and it's, it's really great for trick-or-treating the thing is 
we do live in kind of the southern Bible Belt area, and there's just not a lot of people that participate in Halloween, yeah. which is yeah. that's nothing new. You live in Oklahoma; it's the same way. It's it's yeah. that's our reality of growing up as kids and, and trick or treating is not everyone's into Halloween. Um, so, but I just I've noticed there's less and less people participating each year. Where I'm kind of like, man, we're just gonna have to move to a new state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. I- and like I'm not I've never been anywhere else for Halloween, so I don't know if it's necessarily any better anywhere else. But like I do agree with you that we live in the Bible Belt and like I was walking through our neighborhood this morning and, you know, we're on the cusp of Halloween and I saw maybe a handful of houses that were even decorated. Yeah. And it's like the houses that were decorated were beautifully decorated and like they went all out and like there's decorations everywhere and it's like imagine hubie halloween decorations but only one house right (laughs) and and then like three or four houses nothing and then another house with decoration so it's like hubie halloween had those houses but throughout the entire neighborhood right it's like that's what i want to see and that's that's a movie and we're going to talk a Mm -hmm. little bit about those same types of neighborhoods later today uh in this episode um, but it's just like, I, it's hard. Cause you're like, you see these movies like Hocus Pocus or Hubie where the, the neighborhoods are decked out, but it's like, it's also Salem, you know, yep. it's also a movie, you know, like if, if it wasn't looking like that, then it wouldn't be fun to watch. But it's right. like, I know like my wife growing up in Michigan, um, now granted it usually snows on Halloween night there, which sucks. But, um, when we go there to visit, like there's cider mills, there's donut places to go to, there's hay rides, there's there's events, there's things to do. Whereas here, you know, they're far and few between. And when you go to them, you got to pay like 40 bucks a ticket to go do this stuff. Whereas like in Michigan, you could have a whole night and be like, yeah, we're going to hit up five cider mills. And the only thing you're spending money on is the donuts and the apple cider and, you know, everything else is like, you know fun and free and cool to do because that's they they celebrate halloween and fall up north yeah Uh, there's newspapers dedicated to just spooks Mm. and like haunts and things to go to where it's like there's nothing like that here there's there's not only is there not a dedicated literature to show you where to go get scared and where to buy you know your halloween stuff but like there's probably not even an ad or two in the local newspaper that that has anything to offer. Yeah. Like TV and movies have just ruined us. Cause I turned I the radio, I turned the radio on the other morning, uh, coming back to the house from dropping the kids off. And the, I turned it on and the DJ was talking and everything. I was just like, I want to turn on the radio and hear, Hey, Hey, Hey boys and ghouls. It's five days till the big day. Get your I know. candy. And <laughs> it's like, nobody's doing that, but it's it like, does in the movies though. it does. Yeah. It's like, you, that's exactly what you would hear. And it's like, all it's doing is setting up a scene and setting up a mood to let you know that it's Halloween. But it's like, that doesn't happen in real life. And like, even while you were talking about the, the places that you're going with, like the cider meal mills and like the, the donuts and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, in my head, they would advertise that as like, you know, you'd see the mom grabbing her cider and she's sipping it with her donuts and like <laughs> walking through the the place with her kids and experiencing everything with just this blissful, ignorant smile on her face. But in reality, you're like trying to juggle a, a cup of cider and like making sure the kids aren't tearing each other's heads off or running into a chicken coop or something like that. And it's yeah. like, it's <laughs> life is so stressful. <laughs> you can't, in real life, yeah. You really can't enjoy stuff like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the kids are like covered in frosting or, you know, cinnamon sugar from the donut yeah. and it gets all over your car and it just it's like ah Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the reality of it is is that we wish reality was a well curated um, exactly. <laughs> movie or commercial that we saw when we were, you know, when it was 1987. <laughs> because that's what we were told it was supposed to be. If we 100%. bought that, if we bought that dollar rice, we were supposed to have a, a beautiful family dinner together. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know what Mike's talking about, we have another show called the Saturday Morning Ice Cream Podcast, and we do literally talk about a boxed rice commercial and why it's the most heartwarming thing that's ever been on television. <laughs> Um, so if you're into that, go check us out on our other show. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm excited. I mean, I, I love that there's promise of pizza and candy. Even if people aren't trick-or-treating this year, I'll just go to Walgreens and buy my, you know, peanut M&Ms. And, <laughs> no. you know, um, yeah. I'll still get my pizza. But yep. um, I'm, I'm wishing everyone luck out there this year. I really hope everyone has a great Halloween and gets to do their trick-or-treating and gets to have their fun um, yeah. in some shape or form. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just I don't know. I just I have so many good memories of just like trick or treating is fun, but like I love the the afterwards, like you know the Halloween specials, the movies, the the pizza, yeah. the candy. It's just like it's not every day you just eat get to eat a whole bunch of crap and not feel like oh my diet. It's like no, it's right. Halloween. It's like Thanksgiving. Nobody shows up to Thanksgiving on a diet. You're like, nope, we're doing business today. Gonna right. eat those pies, gonna eat that turkey and stuffing. So you kind of set a scene and I have a question for you. So like you've gotten home, you've got your candy, you've got your pizza, you're sitting in the living room relaxing. What are you watching? Are you watching like Garfield and Great Pumpkin? Are you like watching those again or do you, have you kind of already watched those during the week? Well, we definitely have been watching that kind of stuff throughout the season. But I mean, it's really just more of that. Like I, I'm, yeah. I typically, you know... um with Lydia, it's very easy to be like, hey, we're going to watch a Halloween cartoon because she's like, that's all she wants to watch. And so, yeah. you know, we'll we'll watch some sort of special. Um, and then that evening, we'll watch a movie. And it's mm -hmm. usually it's usually a scary movie. You know, I yeah. feel like that's um, but man, there's I think last year was so fun because we just watched Home Improvement Halloween episodes. Mm. Yeah, which that's that, always a good me, choice. That just makes me so happy. Like I, I would almost opt for that than yeah. anything else like i'll never forget the year that i had curated on vhs tape uh all of the roseanne halloween episodes um i was probably in middle school at this time and uh, i had all of them on vhs and uh, we went trick-or-treating my brother was a ghost so when we came back we used his ghost costume which was just a sheet as like a blanket in the living room we had nice. a little caesar's pizza and back then Little Caesars came in the bag. Yeah. So you had two pizzas. So we had two pizzas, uh, two Little Caesars pizzas sitting in the living room watching Roseanne. And that is like the pinnacle of <laughs> amazing Halloween night. Like that is how I will always, that's like the zenith of what I aspire to wrap up a Halloween night with. Yeah. Man, that's so awesome. Um, that's what I hope to create for Lydia or any other future kid we may have or not have, I guess, but you know. Um, just that idea of like, you know, this, this is a night we're doing something together. You know, we're going to enjoy this and, you know, maybe we do eat on the floor. Or maybe we do order, you know, more food than we normally do or whatever. It's like, tonight's got to be special. It's a holiday. Yeah. Like yeah, we're going to treat sure. it like that. Yeah. Um, 
when I was a kid, we always closed the night out at my grandpa, my grandpa's house. So mm-hmm. typically what we would do is the first stop we would go visit. We'd start probably like five o'clock. So it's still daylight. Um, but we would start at my great grandmother's house because she would be going to bed early. But mm-hmm. we'd go there and visit with her. She'd see her costumes. We'd get some candy. Then we'd go to my grandmother's house. And same thing. She'd see her costume, get some candy, visit with her. But then after that, so by then we had saw great-grandma. Then we'd saw grandma. And now we're out in the neighborhoods. And so mm-hmm. we're, we're hitting up all the neighborhoods, trick-or-treating for a couple of hours. And then we drive all the way out of town to the lake to where my grandpa lived. And because he lived about 20 minutes out, you know, usually we'd have to swing through McDonald's or swing through Sonic or, you know, get our cheeseburgers or Happy Meals or our hot dogs or whatever we were getting that night. And, um, you know, we'd eat uh, at his house, you know, and he'd always be watching baseball because usually it's like middle of World Series um, or, you know, uh, the season's still, you know, what it's usually baseball was on TV or something. He always watched sports, but sit at his house, him and dad would catch up because it was my dad's dad. And then, you know, we'd eat our candy and go through it in his living room. And, you know, usually we would turn on some sort of like uh, TGIF type show that would be on or some sort of Halloween special. Um, but that's how we closed out. And that was like so many years of that. Like, yeah, almost probably I'd say from like first grade until uh, we stopped trick or treating it. Halloween night was always that like it yeah. never was different. But it was always awesome. Like, it was so good. What was your typical time range to trick-or-treat? Like, how early did you start and how late did you stop? Well, we'd start, like, around 5 because of my grandparents that we'd mm-hmm. see that lived in town. My grandpa was a night owl. Like, he, you know, he he didn't have that early bedtime stuff. Like, he was yeah. like, he stayed up late and he watched sports all day. And uh, <laughs> my grandmothers would go to sleep pretty early. So we'd have to hit them up. But by the time we hit the neighborhood, night had fall, you know, nightfall has happened. There's no more sun. And so then we get to get into the night trick or treating. And I mean, honestly, it would be a couple hours. We lived in a small town and there were only a few hot spots to hit up. But, um, you know, we'd get out to my grandpa's by like eight thirty nine, and then we'd come home around 10, 10 30. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, pretty late. That's late. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly like if we had like a because i always remember it being dark when we were trick-or-treating yeah but same here it, but anytime we really took colton coda we would usually start when it was still light and so like that's that's like five you know four thirty or five for us yeah. because it's it's starting to get dark earlier now but um um but you know what wa- wa- watching back some old videos it's definitely dark by the time we wrap up. So but yeah, one one of my favorite things to do um, about going to the grandparents' house though is my grandmother would always have you know she she lived in a pretty busy neighborhood. That was actually a really good spot to trick or treat. And strangely enough, I think we only walked her neighborhood maybe once or twice when we were like really little. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she would always have these little Ziploc bags saved for my sister and I that had like good candy, had like Three Musketeers and Snickers mm-hmm. and you know, a dollar bill or some change, you know, just like some little money. And, um, and then she'd always give us like a, a Halloween balloon. And so mm-hmm. I always have these, I have these pictures of me with these, like the balloons on a stick. And I give that to my daughter now every year where it's like, yeah. I get her a Halloween balloon and we try to save them because the thing about those balloons is when, when they're out of air, you can flatten them out and, and you know, keep them. Mm-hmm. So I try to put them in her like her baby book or whatever. Oh, but, that's um, fun. 
Yeah. But uh, so we always got balloon and special bag of candy from my grandmother. But when we go to my grandpa's house, he lived on the lake and there wasn't a lot of people out there. So he'd have this massive bowl of candy just untouched. Mm-hmm. And so we'd have like we get his entire bowl of candy, the leftovers. And um, and then we'd always go to his fridge because he always the first thing he would ask us when we walk into his house was, you want a Coke? <laughs> and he'd opened up the fridge and he'd always have it stocked with like Pepsi or Coke or RC Cola and so that was always like the fun thing of like going to his house after trick or treating and be like, all right, now we can refresh, you know, grab a soda, grab the candy. And oh my yeah. gosh, like I would give anything to travel <laughs> back in time and experience that again. Oh, man. <laughs> um, okay. So that makes me think of one more question and then we can move on if you want. But um, <laughs> what was like the Holy Grail candy for you? And then what was like the thing that you absolutely hated? Like what was an instant throwaway or giveaway? Uh, instant throwaway was always like, I love the flavor Tootsie Rolls mm-hmm. where you get like banana or yeah. blueberry or strawberry. Like, I think those are great. Yeah. But the vanilla, I hate. <laughs> Go figure. Right. Yeah. So like, and I'd still eat them, but like the, the actual throwaway candy would always be either that or um uh any of anything that was like a like a um like a uh old person candy you know like the or something or (laughs) those little strawberry looking things i like the strawberry looking things because (laughs) i love the crunch and the chew you get from it but (laughs) but yeah if it was like some sort of like old person candy where you're like yeah you just took this out of your side table dish you weren't prepared for me to show up (laughs) yes a butterscotch (laughs) yeah like oh great which i love old people candy now yeah. It's so delicious. I love well, butterscotch. We're, <laughs> we're old, exactly. Yeah. That's funny. um but favorite candy. Um, I mean, I'm I'm a chocolate freak. I love I like as an adult now, peanut MMs, Snickers, and Reese's are my favorite candy. But mm-hmm. back then it probably would have been regular MMs, still Reese's, and still Snickers. <laughs> oh yeah. Those are I just like nutty chocolate candies now. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. What about um, you? Well, I my instant throwaway, I hated whenever you'd get those weird, like chalky, pasty, uh, I think they call them circus peanuts. Oh um, man, I love circus peanuts. You like those? Oh, yes. oh, oh those are so gross. I get them at Cracker Barrel. They're so good. <laughs> uh, no, no. <laughs> um, uh, but my holy grail uh, was either a crunch bar, like a full-size crunch bar. Oh man. Or um, funny that you said Tootsie Roll because that was one of mine too. But like the big Tootsie Rolls. So like not yeah. just regular ones. The ones like that the, look like cigars that you pretend yeah, that you. Yeah, I loved those. I used to always pretend they were cigars too. You take them out and they have that little <laughs> cardboard tray they sit in. Yeah. And I'd like put one in my mouth like it was a cigar and I'd go through the rest of my candy like I was some sort of like big time like poker, <laughs> you know, tycoon or whatever. <laughs> Like talking out some, the side of my mouth. Straight here. Uh, hey, some candy King, give me one. Dear. <laughs> yeah, I'll trade you some of my mints for uh, for that chocolate you got over there. That's my, a terrible impersonation. <laughs> my brother and I, we were such gross little boys, but we would take those and like roll them up and make them like form them into poop. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I've done a Tootsie Roll poop before. Yeah, yeah. It's something you learn about. Like, I don't know yeah. how. You just like you're a kid and you're like, oh, yeah, you can do this. It's funny. <laughs> well, it's, it's like it's kind of like Play-Doh. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it tastes better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm stoked. I can't wait to hear about how everything went, but I think we should go ahead and get into our ice cream slash treat portion of this episode. Yeah. It's the Pizza Head Show. Hey, everybody. I'm on my way to Pizza Hut to get a Ghostbusters Kids Pack. Yay! Almost there. Hey, this isn't the right way. Well, Scarecrow Steve says it is. He's no Scarecrow. Sure he is. <laughs> Look, Pizza Head, you'll be perfectly safe in there. Uh, okay. Relax, the Goosebumps guys just want you for dinner. See you in the next lifetime. Now you can collect one of three ghoulish Goosebumps glow-and-tell story card sets when you buy a Pizza Hut kit. All right, so here's the thing. I realize that we've not done this this year yet because we've only done one, like, movie cast, but we always substitute the ice cream, if you want to, for a Halloween treat. So, mm-hmm. you know... In the past, we've talked about everything from Oreos to specific candies to drinks or things that we've had at restaurants that were Halloween related. But this year, since we've only done one movie, um, I actually had ice cream this year. Yep, I did too. All right. Well, uh, do you want to go first? Nope. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I, Kyle Crawford, friend of the show, told me about this, but you know, not to dismiss that, but I would have found out about it anyway because mm-hmm. I, I eat Sonic like once a week. But um, <laughs> uh, the Trick or Treat Blast is what he told me about. And yep. I I picked it up for the movie specifically. And uh, I got the Trick or Treat Blast, but the chocolate ice cream version. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. <laughs> like, and, and, and I didn't think it was going to be that great. For one, Kyle said it was just okay. But I know mm-hmm. Kyle also has very high standards when it comes to his sweets. Yeah. Um, but for me, I, I'm not actually not a big candy and ice cream kind of guy. Like, I like mm-hmm. things that are, like, more, like, thick. You mm-hmm. know, like, chocolate chip cookies, actual cookies or cakes or brownies that are in the ice cream. Like, I want, their, I want it to be, like this is something I can chew. Like it's got yeah. some, like this is a meal. Like right. if you're going to sprinkle M&Ms in your vanilla ice cream, I could take it or leave it. It, it doesn't, yeah. to me, it's not, it's not exciting enough, but mm-hmm. uh, I loved that the three candies, not necessarily my choice, one of them, but they did it's um, M&Ms, Snickers and Oreos. Now for mm-hmm. one, I love Oreos and ice cream. That's where I get really basic. I can mm-hmm. handle that. Oreos and ice cream is perfect because the chocolate sh- the chocolate cookie is so good in vanilla ice cream, but the frosting in the vanilla ice cream is really what makes it like level up. Mm-hmm. And um, I've never had Snickers in an ice cream before, but mm-hmm. I loved it. Like I loved the peanut and the caramel and the chocolate in the ice cream. And then they use mini M&Ms, which I appreciated because when the big M&Ms get cold, they get really hard and they kind of hurt my teeth. (laughs) And then the chocolate ice cream with the syrup. Oh, my gosh. It was overkill, but like it it wasn't overkill to where I couldn't stop. I ate the whole freaking thing while watching. So you had you had chocolate ice cream in it. Yes, because, like you know, me, I don't like vanilla ice cream that much. Right. But I went all out and got the chocolate one, and I loved every single bite, and I actually wish I had more when I was done. Like, it was so good. That's cool. That's interesting, because uh, I had the same thing, uh, but I had the vanilla version. Yeah. Did you like um, it? I didn't love it. Because, see, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. I love all of those things individually. An M&M right. mix, 
Absolutely. That's my that's my go to like M&M and vanilla ice cream. That is my staple. And then wow. my but my the second on my list is Oreo and I in vanilla ice cream. Mm-hmm. Love that. And then I've never had like a Snickers mix because I don't think Brahms offers that. But I right. have had Snickers ice cream before and I enjoyed that. Like they have the Snickers ice cream bars. Oh, which I, enjoy. I love those. Yeah. And then uh, but I've also tried like they have like an actual Snickers like scoopable ice cream that you can try and it's just like bits of snickers and that was good and so i enjoyed those things separately but together i was just wishing that they were separate wow (laughs) like i didn't i didn't necessarily think they complemented each other that well i I didn't dislike the taste i just was wishing it made me wish that i had a vanilla m&m mix Wow, man, yeah. that's so that's so funny because I was going to say like I really appreciated all the different textures from the three candies. Like mm-hmm. I liked that there was something like kind of crunchy with a shell like the M&Ms. I love that there was something crunchy and soft like the cookie. Yeah. And I love that there was something hard in there and salty like the peanuts from the m M&M, or from mm-hmm. the Snickers where I'm like and the caramel where I was just like, man, this is like Yeah. I these these if it was like a make your own trick or treat thing, I I would not have picked those three together. Yeah. And part of me thought, well, maybe it is a make your own. Maybe that's just what they're advertising for, you know, to get the idea out. But maybe mm-hmm. and I debated when I ordered it. I was like, should I just customize this thing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because essentially you could just order whatever you wanted. Right. But I was like, no, I'm going to try it. I'm going to respect the decision made. And then when <laughs> I had it, I was like, I get it. Like, yeah, somebody to me carefully was in the laboratory <laughs> Sorting out all the candy options, and finally, this is the combination they landed on. It was ordained by God. <laughs> he wanted this to happen, and it was delicious because I, I thought it was great. I do appreciate that it was all candies that I like individually. <laughs> like, like it wasn't like they didn't throw like a overly peanutty one or coconutty one in there oh, or something yeah, like that. Screw that. Yeah, that would have ruined it. But so, like, I did not dislike this at all. But yeah it definitely made me just wish that I had one of them individually. I would be willing to try it with the M&M subbed for Reese's, but Mm -hmm. I think that's where I would have hit the, oh, this is too much. Like, I can't finish this ice cream. It's too rich. Yeah. Like, the the, the M&M surprisingly, because M&M by itself is a very mild candy. There's nothing, like, rich or overbearing about an M&M. Uh, that's why I like peanut M&M's because they're more hearty. Like to me, I, I can get kind of full off a bag of peanut M&M's. But yeah. um, did but Brett yeah. have one? She she just had an Oreo mix. She didn't okay. want to try the, the trick or treat thing. Because I was going to say, it, I think it would be very interesting for us to get them again, but switch them. So like you have the vanilla version and I have the chocolate version and see if it changes our opinions of it. Maybe. Yeah, be, be, because I've had a. Uh, an an Eminem mix from Brahms that accidentally had chocolate ice cream in it. Like I told my dad to get me a vanilla Eminem mix, and he came back with a chocolate Eminem oh, yeah. mix, and it tasted completely different. I didn't like yeah. it, so I wonder if I would have a different experience with it if I tried the chocolate version of it. Right. Yeah, I don't know, and that's the thing. I wonder if I'd like it less if it was just vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Um, because I, I for me, I just I love chocolate ice cream. Um, I bet you with the vanilla ice cream, you're able to single out those candy flavors probably. a little bit more. And that's why it just wasn't jiving with me. Uh, man, I, I just need to go get a bunch of I, I need to go get both 
Right. So when I don't like the vanilla one, I still have the chocolate <laughs> one. I know. That's why I asked if Brett had one. So it's like you could try hers. Like if she got the vanilla one, just try the vanilla one. Well, funny enough, way- she had leftovers the next day because mm-hmm. she can't eat a big ice cream by herself. <laughs> Not like I can. Um, um, and I had some of her leftover. I'm like, man, the Oreo is just good. The Oreo yeah. and vanilla ice cream, that's like a winner. Like there's no problem here. This is great. Right. But I'm glad we got to try this, and I'm glad it was, you know, essentially a Halloween exclusive from Sonic. And uh, it's cool that we both have the same thing, just, you know, for the most part, you know, without the the, the base of it being different. I mean, Um, you told me that you were going to have it, and I was like, you know, we've never really done one where... That's true. I was like, we'll watch the same movies together, but we don't get the same treats together. Um, I was going to mention, I really dislike when... uh, places like Sonic or Burger King or McDonald's or whatever, they advertise the drinks in like these clear cups, but you just get them in a regular Sonic cup. Cause I just got them in a yeah. regular styrofoam. Sy- but I'm like, it's so beautiful in these like see-through cups. I right. want to see everything. Like that's half the reason I'm buying it. <laughs> For the look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're right. It is funny. It comes in like a mystery cup almost where it's like yeah. that styrofoam. You can't tell. It's like, you don't want to actually see what this looks like. <laughs> and and that's where I'm going to give them one little mark against them because um, uh, when I got to the bottom of my ice cream, it was all vanilla ice cream. Like the, hmm. the chocolate syrup or whatever they do to make it chocolate didn't fully mix all the way down. Oh, interesting. But it's like, if you were getting that handed to me in a clear cup, I would have been like, take it back. <laughs> that is like a third vanilla at the bottom it needs yeah. to be chocolate <laughs> that happened to us with the cake batter like for like the first few sips it was really good and then once we started to get a little bit lower it was all vanilla ice cream man it's like it's i don't know why that happens like that's the part that kind of drives me nuts because i don't know what chocolate ice cream is like <laughs> maybe it is vanilla ice cream with just a lot of chocolate syrup mixed in it to where it turns the whole thing chocolate maybe that's mm-hmm. chocolate ice cream i don't know but to me, if that's not what chocolate ice cream is, but that's what they're trying to pass chocolate ice cream as, I'm like, just at least have the decency to mix it well. <laughs> right. Try, try to trick me. Yeah. Oh, brother. That's funny. All right. Well, let's get into tonight's movie. Right. All right. We are back with the movie. In tonight's movie, we are watching the, or we are talking about the Halloween 2018 reboot. <laughs> They're all spooky. Michael Myers spent the last 40 years in captivity. I have prayed that he would escape so I can kill him. He's waiting for this night. He's here. He's waiting for me. Lori Strode confronts her longtime foe, Michael Myers, the mass figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. Description by IMDb. It's one that we've wanted to do for a while. Yeah, this is one we've been wanting to talk about for a while. Um, it's taken us a couple years to do that. Um, yeah. It's kind of like in the nature of our podcast, you know, being a scary movie podcast, um, who rarely talks about scary movies, it seems like these days. Um, <laughs> that's not true. We killed it this summer. We did four scary did, movies yeah. this summer. Um, it's just that coming off all the mini casts, it's like, wait, what do we talk about now? <laughs> it's like, oh, How yeah, movies. <laughs> movies. So, yeah. I, 
and going back, I think you said something interesting last episode about how, you know, you think that there's a group of people who listen to the show that maybe are listening to the updates on a weekly basis. But then you are thinking, like, what if there's somebody who's listening to the show that's just going to chain smoke all these on the last week? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's maybe we've got a there's probably a diehard audience. And if you are diehard, I thank you very much um, who will listen to anything we put out. And that makes me very happy. Because um, maybe they just like us communicating to one another. The banter, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. jokes, the weird names, the things that we say that are ridiculous. Maybe they're out there. Um, there might be some people who just want the Halloween-related episodes. So maybe mm-hmm. they've only listened to us talk about commercials or specials or what we've been doing this year. And then there might be some people who just are here for the movie. Mm-hmm. um the movie talk I mean, you know they see something that you know oh they're talking about scary songs i don't care oh they're talking about ghost stories i don't care you know mm-hmm. i want to hear about movies right. well obviously this is an episode for you um but uh i i i'm curious to know like what the consensus are because like uh coming off of just the halloween talk this year it's like oh yeah now we're changing things up almost completely and talking about a specific movie because right. if you've not seen this movie, you probably should stop the podcast now if you don't want to have it spoiled for you. So mm-hmm. we are going to spoil this movie. That's uh, You can't talk about the movie without doing that. Um, but hopefully you heard the last episode where we announced this ahead of time and got to check it out for yourself. And so now we're going to talk about the movie. So strap in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Mike, what do you like? I know you well. Mm-hmm. And Halloween, the original from 1979, is it? Is it eight. nine or eight? 1978, eight. that's right. That's one of your favorite movies ever. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies ever, too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it is not strange for there to be a Halloween sequel. This is not a new concept. In fact, no. we've been blessed with um, 72 Halloween sequels <laughs> <laughs> before they've decided to come at this movie as the actual sequel i guess right i mean you can kind of think of halloween in this way of like well here's a reimagining of it essentially Mm -hmm. because we there is a halloween sequel but Mm -hmm. this movie in a way cancels out the fact that there was ever a halloween 2 right and we all know that halloween 3 was a completely different movie but then Mm -hmm. we know that halloween 4 5 6 and yada 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 are direct sequels from the second one it's very confusing yeah it's like the zelda games if you've ever played zelda video games the timelines are all super wacky <laughs> like really no. wacky um no. but the it, it doesn't change the fun and the heart of the game which is right. you know you know uh going on this adventure finding finding princess zelda etc right um but if you're trying to make sense of it it's 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 scatterbutt all over yeah. the place. Yeah. I I almost feel like you have to take it as like campfire stories at this point. Like, yeah, that's they're a good all idea. just different versions of the same story. Right. And it's like somebody else is picking it up and continuing the lore. Yeah. And it's like it doesn't you don't necessarily have to start with Halloween 78 and, uh, you know, watch them straight through in continuity because there's really is no continuity anymore right i think the thing that's super interesting about what you just said though is that even though you don't have to watch them in order of year they were released and you don't have to watch the rob zombie reincarnation that he did a decade or so ago 
but you almost do always have to start with Halloween 1978. Right. And it's kind of like that's the only thing these movies have in common is that that movie is still the first movie. Mm -hmm. When you take the Rob Zombie ones out of the equation, obviously, because he redid the first movie, it's a completely different telling of it. Right. But if you take his two movies out of it, no matter where you start, no matter what you're watching, whose version of it, you have to start with the 78 version because it's the only thing they have in common. Right, it's because the bedrock of all. Yeah, and there is a like we said, there is a Halloween too, but it mm-hmm. and it, it is a it's exactly a continuation from that night. Mm-hmm. The movie ends. The first movie ends where we discover Michael Myers is pushed out of the window by Laurie Strode, yep. or shot out of the window by uh, Loomis rather, and um, you know we see him on the ground out, out falling from a two story house, mm-hmm. and then the, they go back out to look, and he's gone. And so that's the, that's the thing that happens in that movie that allows her to even be a sequel of any type. So right. when the second one came out, it's like, all right, we're carrying on from that very night. And if you've wanted to know our thoughts and opinions on the second movie, a couple years ago, we talked about it. Um, yeah. We did a double we've feature. Also, yeah, we did do a double feature um, a couple years ago. and It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, but this year, we are talking about the 2018 Halloween movie, which is just called Halloween but it's mm-hmm. it's Halloween too, right? <laughs> That's so weird. It is very weird. It's very the, confusing. the names of these movies are going to be weird. So like the sequel to this movie that's going to come out, it's already made. It was supposed to come out this year. Yeah, um, is called Halloween Kills. Yes, it, like that's a weird name. And it then is. The, and then the next one is going to be like Halloween Ends or something like that. And it's just like these are just weird. They don't flow off the tongue very well. Yeah, Halloween Kills, as if there was no killing in this movie we're talking right. about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you mentioned that the original Halloween is one of my favorite movies, and it is. And um, I've got a lot of thoughts about this movie. I've got good oh, thoughts about too. it and bad thoughts about it. And, um, but yeah, I'm, yeah, let's talk about it. All right. So yeah, this is what's kind of exciting about talking about this movie because I didn't see it until 2019. I saw mm-hmm. it on my birthday. I got it gifted to me uh, uh, on on Blu-ray digital video disc as well. And um, I had, so I hadn't, it's probably like six, seven months after its release since when I first saw it. And then I'm watching it again um, a couple years later. And so my opinion on it has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of nice to get to talk about it and not feel like, oh yeah, I just finally got to watch it. And so here's what I thought about it. Because the the original movie's yeah. been around for so long. I, I have an opinion about that movie. I love that movie. It's a staple in my seasonal watching yeah um but uh yeah this movie I, I i've definitely had a fluctuating opinion on yeah and like i'm i'm also glad that we're talking about it this this late in the game because the honeymoon phase has worn off for me like right because i saw it in theaters when it came out and i was so excited for it that i think i let that kind of blind me to the fact that this is not a great movie (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of things i don't like about this movie it's an entertaining movie like i was sure i was not like wishing it was over by any stretch as i was watching it for this podcast um but there were things that i was like 
I was over the luster of this being a new Halloween movie and getting to see it in theaters and experience it like that. And I'm like, hmm, there's like some character development things that I don't like. There's just some weird writing and editing things that I don't like. And I was just starting to pay attention to that stuff more. Yeah. Uh, rather than paying attention to the fact that this is just a new Halloween movie. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing like. So we can kind of let's kind of like go through the plot of this movie before we really get into the bits and the details on it. So this movie specifically, because we're not talking about the other movies, this movie specifically is Laurie Strode four decades later. Mm -hmm. Her life is completely different. She Mm -hmm. has lived in fear this whole time. She's been preparing for this moment, the moment when he escapes yet again. If he can escape once, he can escape twice. This man is a monster. She's going to be ready for him. So she has raised her kid to be prepared for this night and had a terrible relationship with her daughter that just did not uh, work out well. Um, That daughter has kind of tried to raise her daughter in a complete opposite way where there's nothing to worry about. There's no harm and evil out there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so the granddaughter is raised different. And, you know, the three women trying to work together as a family is an ordeal itself. Mm -hmm. You've got some very... You got a little girl who's grown up where her grandmother is looked at as a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And her mom just thinks that, you know, the best thing to do is to keep her daughter away from her mother. And mm-hmm. the family dynamic is a mess. Right. Uh, but what happens is, you know, Michael Myers does get free again. And so he goes off on another murderous rampage four decades later. Mm-hmm. And um, that is what the movie is about. Yeah. And we'll get to the ending when we get to the ending, but essentially <laughs> this this is what the story is. Um, Laurie Strode is finally going to have a shot. And she says a movie, a line in this movie that is really, um, really sticks with you. Mm-hmm. But when he escapes and they start discovering that there's been people murdered since his escape and they can link it back to him, she says, I've been praying for this night. My, you know, um, ever since he was locked up, you know, for Mm -hmm. like basically her whole life. And the cop is like, well, why would you do a thing like that? And her response is, so I can kill him. Mm -hmm. She's what she is like, this is her day. He's out. And now it's her time to get revenge. Yeah. Because the entire time he's locked away, she can't do anything. She's just waiting. She lives in this house. That's really tricked out. It's got, you know, she's got a shooting range out in her yard, you know, where she's practicing shooting mannequins and using guns and different weapons. There are spotlights on the house. This house is not like a place to raise a kid, which she tried to do. You know, she's mm-hmm. had multiple failed marriages, all these things. It's just, she's just she's a mess of a person because of what happened that night. Right. Well, before we get too far into it, let's talk really quickly about our feelings on... Um, Let's talk about our feelings. Um, Yes. (laughs) On what do we think about the fact that it completely disregards all the other movies? Because my initial thought on that was that it completely negated his kill count. Like it neutered him as a threat. And while this movie did a very good job of making him feel threatening again, and which that's kind of a double-edged sword, which we'll talk about later. Um, I didn't like that in the beginning. I didn't like that they completely did away with all those other movies because I'm like, his kill count is back down to five. Like, that's not super threatening. And they even kind of mentioned that in the movie. Like, one of the kids 
the boy, he's like, he only like by today's standards, he only killed five people. But right. a lot worse things have already happened. Sure. And then they kind of, you know, bring him back down saying, you know, well, like it didn't happen to you. You don't know how it would affect you. Right. And that, that's exactly what we said last time we talked about this. But um, but I've kind of come around on my stance on that, because even though technically it does knock his kill count back down to five, if you're a fan of this series, you still know how threatening he is because you've seen all those other movies. So they used that to their advantage of like, yeah, we're negating these movies, but that doesn't mean you don't know what's happened. You don't know how threatening scared of Michael Myers. Yeah. Cause, cause that just lets you know how threatening he could be and why she's so scared of it. Yeah. I, I, I I'm with you. Like I'm I'm still I'm still under the belief of like obviously one death one murder is is is, is enough. Like that's mm-hmm. you know one one is enough. And so five that's still a big number to me. Now five in compared to a decade you know several decades of movies that he's done this in obviously not the same number. But right. Um. I also have to look at it too as like well he is um, he is insanely scary. He is mm-hmm. so uh, he is a force to be reckoned with and. While I was at first, I'm like, wow, wow, really? She's been upset about this for that long? Like, she didn't take any comfort in him being locked up? But, yeah. again, it didn't happen to me. You know, right. like, if it had, yeah, maybe I would be living my life that way, you know? like, yeah. And I think, too, it's, it's, it's not just the fact that he murdered people that is terrifying to her, but she knows that, like, he's going to get out again. He's already done it. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to her, you know? Like... His first murder was when he was a child mm-hmm. and he escaped and then made her life a living hell. So why not? Why can't he come back? So I, yeah. I, I get why she's living her life the way she does. And I can't blame her for that. And also something that I just kind of thought of, she was like listening to some tapes from that Loomis had recorded. And so like she's even feeding her own fear, listening to his tape, listening to him talk about how dangerous he is and how Loomis is obsessing about how he wants to see him killed. He wants to see the life drained from his body and then the body immediately incinerated so that he knows that this is gone. Yeah. That the evil is gone and cannot come back. And so I feel like his like recordings are almost like her own personal Twitter feed where it's like, it's just, she's just like mind looping that and it's, feeding into her neurosis oh yeah no i mean she's definitely using it as a fuel for her fire yeah uh because you'd have to think there's probably been some mo- and, and i know there's probably there's got to been some moments in this character's life where she wanted to have a normal life that's why she got married and had a kid and all this yeah. stuff it's just it can't work when you're constantly feeding yourself this fuel it's yep. not healthy like nobody can look at that and be like i mean on one end we can be like well i can't blame her for living like that but we also can't condone like yeah this is good this mm-hmm. is a healthy way to live yep um she definitely uh she mentions having two failed marriages sure well i think your original question was like what how do i feel about the fact that they negate the other yeah. movies like i'm i'm like to me if you're going to make yet again another halloween movie you have to you Mm -hmm. have to you have to ignore something yeah so i do applaud them for the originality of being like all right if we want there to be more michael myers into the world if we want there to be more halloween movies for a new generation or just to give the fans something else to chew on 
then we are going to have to forget a lot of the things that happened. So I do think that's pretty cool that 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 was their idea was like well we'll just make a direct sequel and we'll just we've really got to change the story a bit as far as you didn't have to change the story of michael myers too much but they had to change the story of laurie right Uh, because they even you know like there's even a moment in the movie where um they bring up this like to them a rumor of like well isn't he his sister Mm -hmm. and that's what they that was the storyline in the original Yep. line of movies but they're like no that was just a story i was yeah. like that's kind of cool how they could kind of like kind of almost like break that barrier down for those super fans like us like if it was your first time seeing this movie and you don't maybe not even seen the original halloween movie that didn't mean anything to you but for those of us who have been with the franchise for our whole lives we're like yeah. oh yeah that's that's kind of cool that they were able to address that. like they were able to address a lot of these questions and concerns that people were probably having and either dismiss them as like oh it's just a story or yeah. you know oh you know it, it is a big deal or it wasn't a big you know like like we were talking about earlier with you know the kid kind of bringing the light like well it was only a a couple of people you know yeah i felt like that whole scene was kind of metaphor for us as super fans and our reaction to that because that boy would like everything he said was like what we were thinking he was like yes well it's it's negated the kill count he only killed five people how is he how is he this threatening anymore he's like uh wasn't you know didn't wasn't here his sister he brought up that like you just said and then and then at the very end of it he's like you guys mind if i blow up this pumpkin it's like okay let's just forget all about that let's just blow shit up now yeah it's like like, okay can we move on yeah (laughs) let's let this movie play out yeah yeah but uh yeah that's that's essentially where we're at with this movie and what all is going on and i don't think we need to give a play-by-play of what happens because we're already an hour and 15 minutes into this (laughs) it's already a long episode but it's also just not that interesting yeah truthfully right um, not that it's a boring movie to watch and not that there isn't anything to take away from it, but um, there's not like so with the granddaughter for one, not a lot of character development. So there's not really a lot of, oh, I hope she's OK. I hope, you know, things work out or I hope her and her grandmother make peace. Same thing with the daughter. Yeah, I don't really care if her and her mom get along finally after all these years. There's moments of that at the end. Right. There's a little bit of unity that happens at the end between the three generations. Mm-hmm. But throughout the movie, I mean, like, you are just watching a slasher movie. There's some Halloween imagery, which is great. This is why it's a great time to watch this movie, because the the neighborhoods are all decked out, and there's a Halloween dance at the high school and all this fun stuff that makes it feel festive. But, um, you know, it is it is a it's Michael Myers. He's out. Yep. It's nighttime. He's well, going to go do some stuff. How about we break it down like this? How about let's talk about some things that we liked about it and then we'll talk about things we didn't like. Because then we're not doing a play-by-play, but we'll essentially talk about some some scenes from the movie in either category. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, one of the things I really liked was I think it started off pretty strong out the gate. Like the visit that they give Michael Myers, there's these two uh, people doing the investigation. They're wanting to know more about him and the story. Uh, they go to visit him at the asylum, which I kind of think like, well, maybe it was them bringing the mask along and like him kind of having a reaction to it is what made him want to break out again. Like mm-hmm. um, that whole first part of the, like, it's so spooky when they're at the asylum. 
because like it's like all the people who are there that are locked up with them are like they're feeding off this insanity too like you know they bring the mask out and they're like can you feel it you know can you feel it michael it's like kind of cheesy it's kind of weird but it's it even if it is a cheesy approach the reaction that everyone's getting the hooting and hollering and the howling and the freaking out like that's unnerving like yeah and i thought yeah. like okay good like, ooh, scary movie yeah mm-hmm. i like this mm-hmm. um <laughs> i enjoyed that and then i like you know later he catches up with him when he gets free he catches up with that that team of two and he gets his mask back um but man the thing that was kind of hard to watch this movie is the killings are brutal like he they is, are he is like I mean, he's a damn WWE superstar when he's like, <laughs> and in the original movie, like, yeah, it is the time, you know, it's the seventies and, you know, we didn't know what brutal killings and movies looked like, but I'm kind of in that stage of life where I'm like, oh, this is a little too much guys, you know, like, <laughs> well, that was, that was like the double-edged sword I was talking about. Whereas like, I wonder if Halloween 1978 came out today or in 2018 got a little twang there 2018 if it would have been boring right like, do you think people would have liked it or do you think that's why they had to ramp up the kills and make it a bit more gory and like shocking in a sense to kind of make it more exciting but also i feel like they did that so that the people that were still saying he's not a threat because they negated all of his other kills. Now we see, oh my gosh, this guy's like stomping on heads and making them explode and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, he's, he's crazy. He is. This is the threat that she's been worried about. I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, I think like you do have to make him seem very threatening. So if he can stomp a head out, yeah, that's pretty scary. That's pretty threatening. Don't get near him. Um, and I think, too, we we are just kind of desensitized as a culture to where it's like, you know, if you're going to stab somebody, you got to make it look like it count. You know, you got to you got to do better than what they did in 1978 or 1994 or whenever, you know, like there there is a level of like, you know, in order to get us in 2020 or 2018 scared, you know, you've got to get to that level of like, well, we got to keep out doing and I think you're right. It's probably both things. It's like, we got to make him seem like a threat if we're diminishing most of the kills from the previous movies combined. But then it's also like, it's 2018, like, you know, technology and the special effects and all of that. And just the the fact that we're probably all desensitized by all the movies we've seen, then it has to be extreme, you know? Right, yeah. Exactly. Which, you know, not saying that's a good thing. Like, I, I hate that I'm probably desensitized to a lot of this stuff, <laughs> but... um uh yeah i think i think what this movie lacked was definitely its its emotional connection like i think they had some good ideas but they just didn't strengthen those out enough it didn't feel super victorious you know right the the character developments were very very strange to me um there was not one character in the movie that i felt good about at the end except for maybe Lori. like Lori, I felt for sure i yeah. mean not to like to me she's the star of the movie right the daughters even felt kind of weird like Lori's daughters the granddaughter i kind of don't even know why she was there 
Yeah. Um, but like probably just to kind of have some sort of reminiscent connection to, you know, well, there were teenagers in the original movie, you know, now it's right. like all these years later, like, you know, she's going to have a granddaughter at someday. Right. Cause you know. like Michael Myers chased her, but he wasn't after her. No, he was he after her. He's after yeah. Lori. Yeah. And so, so like, here's what I want to say. Yeah. I, I get, I totally get Lori being scared and terrified that her murderer or her attempted murderer is going to escape again. That makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. But it's like, why is he so hell bent on her? If they are in fact not related, like they try to show in the original series, Mm -hmm. she didn't kill him. She didn't get him locked up. Here's where I think they tried to allude to something. Now, this may be me just reading too much into it, but like the the fat friend, when he gets killed, he's talking to the guy that he thinks is his neighbor. And he's like, man, I don't know. I just I'm drunk. All these girls were coming on to me. He's like, did you ever just have a girl you knew you couldn't get? And I was oh. like, are they trying to tell us something there? Where like maybe Michael Myers actually knew Lori before this and mm. w- was like, maybe she like never paid him any attention or, but I don't know, because he's been locked up since he's six. So they would have had yeah, to have really early exactly. interaction. Like Lori wasn't even born when he had his first killing. Maybe, maybe that alludes to the fact that he was going after her and the fact that he couldn't get her, kill her. Sure. Is what motivates him now. So in the original movie, he does kind of stalk her. You know, like there's that scene where he's outside the window of her class and there's, you know, he's in the backyard, you know, peering through the uh, the the laundry on the line. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is like, you know, maybe maybe why isn't important in that movie? It's just, hey, this is a scary movie. But I feel like why is important in this movie? Because it's like, you know, if he gets out, why is he going back to Haddonfield? Why Haddonfield? Why Lori? Why, you know, if he's out and he just wants to kill and the mass provoked him, yeah. why not just go to the next county? Why not just, you know? Right. And I can't remember the exact quote, but um, the new doctor said something to the effect of like, their, both of their existence is what keep each other alive. Like it's the fear of becoming the prey or being the predator or like something where like, the fact that both of them are still alive is what keeps them alive. Like one of them doesn't want to become the prey and the other one wants to be the predator and yeah, or wants to become, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's like their existence gives each other meaning in a sense. True. Um, yeah. I, I wish I could remember that quote, but I, I don't. I'm sure there's people at home who know this movie far better than we do. They're just <laughs> yelling at us right now, but, um, you know, I don't know. I, I think for me, it's like I, I find it I do find it extreme, whether it's, you know, permitted or not. Like, again, I agree with Lori's take on this. Like, I need to be ready. I need to be prepared. But it's just like we're talking four decades, you know, mm-hmm. of this preparation. I not only do I need like want to have more reason for her to be, you know, I just, she doesn't need any more reason to be scared of paranoid. But I guess maybe Michael does not mm-hmm. necessarily why he needs to be scared of paranoid, but why he needs to be going after her still. Right. You know. I don't know. Maybe it's just unfinished business. Maybe it's just a thing where it's yeah. like, you know, I was going to kill you back then and I didn't yeah. get to. Yeah. So I'm going to do it now. Yeah. And I mean, if that's all psycho. it is. Yeah. If that's all it is, that's fine. 
Because sometimes you just don't even really need a reason to justify why somebody is crazy. They're just crazy. Yeah. Um, I feel like they tried to subtly drop hints to us of why, but it's like... I think so, too. You need to tell us. (laughs) And I think when they were making the original movies, when they did do the second movie and the fourth and so on, that's when they're trying to, like put more reason into well why things happen because now we have more story to tell there's more than just because i think again with all intents and purposes that original movie was just supposed to be a one and done yeah and that's the beauty and downfall of the fact that it was supposed to be that because you didn't have to so that's what made it so scary is you didn't know why he was after these girls and like he didn't even have a real like name during production of the movie he was just called the shape because he was just supposed to be this scary thing that was chasing them he did you didn't need the backstory for it to be scary yeah and i think we i think we we were just kind of like we want the backstory we want because it it makes things feel more safe when we know oh well there's a reason why this person is doing what they're doing Mm -hmm. but when you don't know it's scary yeah i felt like this movie made a lot of odd choices like um the boyfriend of the granddaughter they were really setting him up to be like a dick and like yeah. someone that was going to get their comeuppance and like be killed and like nothing ever happened to him yeah he just got they, dumped <laughs> they got he got dumped and then they even had a deleted scene where i was like oh, okay well maybe they deleted his kill out of here and the le- deleted scene was just him getting arrested or yeah. fighting with a cop or something like that i was like it's weird that they chose to not kill him. Yeah. And and then, but then they did kill the the fat friend, the funny right. fat friend. Right, because I, I would lean on the side of like, well, let's just don't stop killing the kids. You know, nobody really right. wants to see that. But then it's also like, well, they did. They still yeah. got the other guy and he was the nice, well, you know, he was He nicer. was the nice guy, but he, they made a weird choice for him to like come on to her too forcefully like that was weird that was a weird choice yeah and then and but then they they killed her friend like uh the girl and her boyfriend they got killed in the house which i i i thought that sucked because she she didn't seem like she deserved it like she was funny and nice in the movie the the little boy in that movie was hilarious like he cracked yeah he was super super funny kid um but yeah i mean it's just like you know i don't know like your beef is with lori (laughs) (laughs) well like so the boyfriend of the girl that got killed that's babysitting the little boy when he gets killed he gets stabbed with a knife and pinned to a wall and that's supposed to be like a callback to to the original the original movie but then they made a really weird choice to focus in on a tattoo on his arm that said 10 31 18 like why does he have a tattoo of today's date on his arm I think it was because that was supposed to be the night that they were going to sleep together. Oh. Because when he comes over, he was just like, you know, um, I even got a tattoo for tonight's occasion. Oh, you know, I never heard him and say that, that. That was her response was funny where she was like, I'm going to like dry hump the shit out of you or something. <laughs> I got you. Okay. It was like totally like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got this tattoo for that, you know, but um yeah that's funny okay but i it, never it, got it that. took you on a different meaning when you see it because it was kind of like dang that's like his death date now like yeah which is that's crazy. crazy that is crazy okay that makes a little more sense to me that because i was like that's not his birthday because that's right. today and it's like it's not a callback to the original movie because the date's wrong but right. it's like i was like that was just that was weird to me but that makes more sense that you said yeah that. um so like i didn't like the acting from some of these kids because it was almost like if you just show a lot of energy, that's acting. And yeah. it's like, no, it's not. That's 
I need a little more substance. For that's that's how you act on the Disney Channel. Right. Just be exactly. really loud. <laughs> like when you first meet the two boys in the in the school hallway and like the guy's coming up and he's just like got his arms around him. And he's like, uh, you know, it's like, that's for you. I love, you know, like my my cheesy breath or like, that's for you. I, I saved that for you. It's like, this isn't acting. This is just repeating lines with a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I will say, though, like the acting from the from one of the girls in the original movie is so so bad it's bad oh totally totally (laughs) i'm like you could be like well you're not really acting you're just saying totally a lot (laughs) well and also like it's just some of the writing was weird too like dialogue wise like the dad when he's like setting the mousetraps he's like oh i got peanut butter on my penis like i don't yeah. know if that was ad-libbed or if that was in the script but I, as a dad i would never say that in front of my daughter or my I family say that in front of my wife <laughs> right it's like that's just such a weird thing to say and i get that they're trying to make him like the comic relief or yeah, like some sort of guy yeah and i was just like that's just weird yeah that's kind of funny yeah there's definitely those are definitely some some uh some things to pull out that are just kind of like you know, it is what it is. It's not great, but uh, is there anything you really liked about this movie? So even though I felt like it didn't fit, I did like the brutality of the kills. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one of the, the police officers in the car, like I'm like, yep. dang, that's creative yep. and gross. Yeah, I, I was really shocked by the head smashing. But yep. then there was also one where he just like he kills this random lady in her house, but he like walks up behind her, smashes her head into the window long enough for her to like scream. And then he slits her throat. Yeah. And it's Ugh, like, whoa, that, was, that brutal. was brutal. Yeah. Um. So the one thing I didn't like about those, I didn't like you that he killed a kid because that right. just didn't seem like part of his M.O. Yeah. Um, so like because they even make a conscious choice at one point in the movie for him to not kill a baby. I read a whole article about it. You like hear a crying baby. Oh, he walks I know. Up. I was like, don't do it. Don't yeah. Do it. He walks up to the baby and then walks off. And it's like, I don't think they were trying to give him a conscience. It was just they were he, he they gave him a choice to make. Yeah. But then like a few scenes earlier he kills like a 12 year old boy and it's like right i don't i didn't like that that was the only thing that did because it just didn't fit yeah yeah i i agree with that um he that kid just wanted to dance yeah <laughs> just having to having to dance man let him let him dance um yeah that conversation he's having with his dad in the car yeah is absolutely hilarious like yeah. I don't know, like, it's, like, funny that the two the two younger kids in the movie were, like, the funniest and best actors in the, <laughs> in the movie. It is funny. It's really funny that how much humor they were able to get into the movie because this movie was written by two comedic directors and writers. Like, they did Pineapple Express and... Um, oh, interesting. All of those movies. So it's, like, um, the guy from... I don't remember downbound and south or southbound and down or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, southbound and down. Yeah, um, Danny McBride he wrote the movie, and um, so like the two cops in the cars when they're talking about the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, oh, the, and the brownie sandwich. Yeah, that, that's so funny because like that's me. That's I would yeah. I would totally bring a brownie and pudding for lunch. Yeah, it's like that's what an eight, eighth grader would <laughs> <Five> pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. 
Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. There were some very comedic moments. The the kid who was getting babysitted was hilarious, and um, the kid talking to his dad about like he's just like I'm concentrating on dance right now. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Like, yeah. just that, <laughs> that whole like he's just so serious about it, and he knows that it's awkward that he's choosing the dance, but he's like this is this is my thing. This is what I'm into. Right. <laughs> you know, just like because those are the conversations that like you, you you've probably had with your parents, or you would you're gonna have with your kids, and it's just it's funny to hear yep. that in a serious movie that's supposed to be scary um yeah i they were way were way funnier than the the than the teens or the adults in the movie but the, oh, the police yeah. officer adults were pretty hilarious like because yeah. <laughs> that's like that buddy cop like you know i'm with this guy every day he's ridiculous like he's always talking about the sandwich and yeah yep. <laughs> did you watch the extended scene of them yes yeah it was funny yeah, it's good. I wish I wish there was more of them. They did not yeah. last long, but <laughs> yep. then it would have made it a comedy movie. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, any any other takeaways before we wrap this up? Anything like what did you think of the ending? So I liked the ending. I um, did too. The I, whole fun house type of thing yeah. at the end was like, this is like Home Alone for adults. Like this yeah. is going to be like there's there are traps in here. There's there's something at every corner. Like she mm-hmm. is very prepared for Michael Myers to be in the house. Yeah, I loved how He's they meant trapped to be him. there. Yeah, I loved how they trapped him in. Like the whole reveal of them, like this isn't, you know, my cave. This isn't my hideout. This is a trap. Like I love yeah, that turning. I was point like that. That's good. That that resonated with me the same way where she was like, you know, I've been praying for this night for for ever since you know because yeah. i want him to get out and i want to kill him one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was during that last bit um it's when Lori strode falls off the roof of the house and yeah. you see her laying there and michael myers goes and looks down and then she's gone yes you can't see it because you can't see his face but the way he reacts it's almost like he kind of goes oh shit like yeah like that's when the tables turn yes. for me and like now he's the it's like she's okay and then he's realized like i am in her lair yeah mm-hmm. and, I, and i love it too like exactly what you say like in the movie she's like you know this was like you think about this the whole movie like she's scared she's mm-hmm. preparing for this she's worried she's been she's had marriages filled she's got a bad relationship with her kid she's still at this house meaning like she's scared to go out she's scared to leave but it's like then you realize, like, no, this is constructed for him to get out and to get there, and she's mm-hmm. gonna end it here. Like, this mm-hmm. is the trap. This is not. Yeah. I'm not scared. I'm not hiding here. This is. I'm. This is the bait. I'm. I'm the bait, and this is the trap that he's going to be in. Yep, exactly. I Which I'm like, that. oh, that's so good. I even really liked the scene. Even I, the first time I watched it, I really liked the scene, and then subsequently when I watch it, I kind of see the flaws in it. But I really liked when the daughter of Lori is like, I can't do this. You know, I'm not strong enough. And then you see Michael pop up and then she's like, gotcha. And like, that's such a great turn, but they edit it very, they have a flub in the editing to where when you see Michael Myers pop up, you see her gun pop up before she does the gotcha. And it like, that just ruins it for me. And it's just, it's it's a stupid nitpicky (laughs) editing thing. But it's like, if they would have taken that out, that would be like a perfect cut. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I like, too, that it became like a family affair at the end where it's like we're, they're all three getting a piece of the action. Yeah, yeah I like um, that. But, uh, yeah, essentially, they set the house on fire, which is great. Because it really, it's exactly yeah. kind of what happens in the uh, the original sequel where they 
or have the opportunity to burn. It's obviously more accident than anything. It's you know they're in the hospital and he shoots with the gas on and yada yada. But um, I like that. Like this is like all right, we're gonna we're gonna make sure this thing goes down. He's gonna burn. You know, he's not he's not escaping this. And it really parallels Loomis's tapes where she's like, I want to look him in the eyes as he dies, and I want to see the body incinerated. And she's like, she does yeah. like it focuses in on his eyes to where like she's like, you're done, you're defeated, you can't get out of there, and now we are incinerating you. And yeah. so. I want to know how he gets out of it because like he's know, in a basement. There's, yeah, there is a sequel, and then you know the the little preview trailer they have right is when they're in the back of the police car and they hear the fire uh, men coming for him. Yeah. And she's like, you know, let him die. You know, yeah. just like don't save him. Like, right. <laughs> which I'm like, dang, that's a really intense teaser trailer. Yeah, exactly. I I think this next movie is going. I don't have any hopes for it. I'm just I just want to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm not hoping yeah. for anything. I don't have any expectations. I just want to see where do they take it from here. Right. Because you know there's going to be another one after it. So it's like, yeah, we're in for a journey here. Exactly. Um, and as you said earlier, due to this year's events, they decided to not have it available. They they really want people to come to the theater for this one. Yeah. And I, I will say I enjoyed seeing this in the theater. I think there is definitely something to a movie experience because I saw Halloween 1978 in the movies not too long ago and it makes it a lot more scary. I saw yeah. Jurassic Park in the theater and that scared me in the theater uh, yeah. recently. Like they re-released it in 3D and I was like, dang, this is effective on the big screen. Yeah. So there's I think something it, I to think it. it's cool. And I think too, they know that they're a, this isn't like... You know, the Invisible Man got remade this year and they just put that on demand. Mm-hmm. There's not like a cult following for the Invisible Man. Like it's, you know, this is a movie where there are people who <laughs> like have done like engagement shoots at the house or have gotten mm-hmm. married on Halloween. Or, you know, like there there's a community of people who are like, we love this movie. We love this franchise. And they know that and they know that they're not going to have the same celebration or success with this movie if everyone's just watching it from home. Exactly. Like there's just some things that they're trying to to keep intact in the fabric of this franchise. And that's like one on one in person fan interactions. All because the people who are going to go see Halloween, they are fans of the franchise. It's not just like, oh, I think I'll check out the Halloween flick that's showing. It's like (laughs) they know what's going on. They know why they're going. They they know what they're going to see. And so if you don't have that for everyone to have that communal experience with and it's not going to have the same effect exactly yep i i there's a handful of movies i think they're holding out with and that's definitely one of them glad this is one of them i think yeah all right well let's get into the final rating of this uh how many pumpkin spice lattes would you give this movie Ooh. Wow, I feel like a pumpkin spice latte is worth less than a scoop of ice cream. So okay, let's stick with ice cream. Let's stick with ice cream. Let's not make this any kind of math problem. Uh, I'm gonna give it two. I want to give it two and a half, but I feel like it's a two. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's fair. I again, I really admire the fact that they are going to revive the franchise and they're taking mm-hmm. this different approach and it doesn't rub me the wrong way. It doesn't upset me. I'm not yeah. like just super strict stick to the script. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, like, we've already discussed what's not great about this movie, but there is a lot to, you know, be happy with. And it's, yeah. it's, it's not a bad watch. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's it's still better than the original sequel if you ask me yeah because i i will say while there's things about that i don't like i can rewatch this movie whereas the um What's the original Rob, sequel? The, the Rob Zombie remake. Oh, those I, I can't, yeah. I get angry thinking about those movies. Like, I enjoyed watching them for the first the first viewing, but the more and more I think about them, I don't like them. And they sure. they make they make me angry thinking about them. And they're just they're much darker movies too. I mean, they're yeah. still even darker than what we had just talked about. Like Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> they're kind of like they're definitely over that over that uh that line a bit. But yeah. um yeah, I, I give it two scoops as well. All right, everybody. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I know it's a long one, but, you know, it's Halloween. It's 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 an all-night affair. So um, <laughs> I hope you've uh, enjoyed this season's uh, episodes, this Halloween season's episodes, I, I should say. And uh, we'll be back. We're not done with this podcast. We haven't hit 100 episodes yet. Of course we're not done. But um, we, hope that, uh, we hope you've had a good time. We hope you have a great Halloween with your friends, family, and loved ones. And, uh, you know, we're all going to be working on thinking about what next year is going to look like. <laughs> yeah. Be on the lookout for uh, some graphic art where we ask a question because we want to ask you about your Halloweens and talk about it on a wrap-up. On the wrap-up, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, until then, get make sure you check your candy. Make sure you keep your distance and wear your masks, your Halloween mask <laughs> for sure. Um, and yeah, have a good time and we hope you guys are safe and we'll see you soon. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Later. Later.